Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everybody, welcome along to your Rabble Sundays, um, a more chilled out show that's, right, okay, look, I've been sleeping all day, I'm tired, I haven't come up with any sort of agenda, this is going to be the most thrown together Rangers Rabble show that we've done, I've asked the guys to help me out if I look like I'm struggling, I'm just being honest with everybody, I'm just being honest with everybody, but we'll see where it goes, um, we've got plenty to discuss, we'll also get yesterday's game, the first game for Mr. Cremont. Um, and that is how it will be pronounced on the rabble going forward. None of this Clement nonsense. It will be Clement. We will have a quick chat about the, the ladies' game today in a, a crucial old forum one. And, of course, the B team were in action as well with some first-team players um, getting some minutes in that as well. So we'll have a wee quick chat about that. And, of course, as it is a far more laid-back um, show, um, if you've got any questions in the comments section, if you want to fire anything over to us, Either that be from Twitter, from YouTube, or indeed from Facebook. Please get them in, and I will bring up as many comments and put as many points um, to the guys as I can. And as you'll notice, just at my that way, my head, we are sponsored by NordVPN, who also sponsor Rangers Football Club. If you want 63% off a two-year subscription to Nord, use the link in the description. Um, by doing that, you can watch, you can fly to Germany in seconds and, and watch some Rangers games on Rangers TV. Um, and of course, you help support the channel by doing that as well. Um, tonight, I am joined by Wolf, Richie, and Ian. Richie, it feels like it's been months since I've spoke to you, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I went into hiding a little bit uh, just as Mr. Bill was departing, just <laughs> lying in a dark room. Um, yeah, listening to the sound of silence, this kind of thing. But yeah, we, we have a new love and I'm back full of the joys of autumn. So yeah, pleased to be on. Was it the disturbed version, but or was it the Simon and Garfunkel version you were listening to? Simon and Garfunkel. Just it's got needed to be the full it. melancholy, yeah. No, it has to be, it has to be that version. Well, the disturbed version, is, I must admit, it's pretty good. Um, Ian Sporting, what is a fantastic new haircut and shave. Ian, oh. I mean, if you if you weren't Mister Norwich a couple of weeks ago, you certainly are now. No, still not. I haven't got the web feet and the web hands to go for it. <laughs> um, but uh, I told you before we came on. I said it's not a haircut or a shave. It's just stress. Eventually, it just falls out, mate. And uh, here we are now. But, yeah, had to had to be done. Um, you're beginning not to be able to see my face. It was just going to be a pair of eyes. So yeah, had to be done. And here I am, fresh faced and ready to go. And a man who is at least 20 years older than Ian, but looks 20 years younger, it has to be said, is, of course, uh, channel legend, Wolf Marshall. Wolf, how are you? Hi, fine, Martin. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, a wee story about, about NordVPN. It is a very good service that we are now sponsored by. And you know, I've got I've got a VPN through Nord. And you know the first time I used it? Believe it or not, was to pretend I was in Britain. <laughs> 
<laughs> because I was in it was in February and I was coming back from a trip to Berlin with my good lady and the our ladies were playing Celtic and it was on BBC Scotland on the Friday night and I was sitting at the airport and I had to pretend I was in Britain to get BBC Scotland in Germany. It was very weird having to use my NordVPN to pretend I was at home. So you can do that as well if you're away. Or if you live abroad and you're trying to get British services, you can pretend you're in, you can pretend you're in the UK. Not pretend, Wolf. Just have an extremely quick flight. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, however you want to play it. Yeah, however you want to play it. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very good after a, a marathon's day driving yesterday because this bloody storm that um, that knocked the uh, the main road from Aberdeen to Dundee out and it's still closed, I believe. So I had to take a scenic route to Ibrox, which took me up Royal D side. And we stop off at Brimar for a brandy with Chip with, with Charles. Um, over by Glenshee Ski Centre, down to Blair Gowrie, Perth, but we got there. It was well worth it for the performance, which we'll get into, I'm sure. And then, and if you didn't was... want to travel from Aberdeen to Glasgow, and you wanted a quick, a quick flight to, say, I don't know, Germany or or France, then you could well, simply use NordVPN. Well, it's funny you should mention that because a friend of mine did exactly that because his bus got cancelled due to the the, the the closed road, and he had a quick flight over to Paris. See, so sometimes it is quicker flying than getting a bus. Yes, just, it is indeed. Yep. Just absolutely the same. Um, well, we will touch quickly on on the the, the ladies' team today. Um, we, I, I think everybody will have at least if you're on social media, will have seen the final whistle and some of the the stuff that went on um, after the game finished. But I know that there possibly may be a women's show tomorrow night. I'm not sure. I'm going to wait to see what what you and the rest of the guys have got going on there. Um, but just in terms of that one today for Rangers Women, crucial. Yeah, there will most definitely be a, a show tomorrow night, nine o'clock, um, after the main forum. Give me time to go get a cup of coffee, take your dog out, and then be back on you at nine o'clock. So yeah, we'll do that tomorrow night. Yeah, as you say, crucial win. Um, Celtic were 100% up to today. We'd only dropped two points to with Glasgow City earlier in the season. So that puts us a point ahead of Celtic at the top of the league. Uh, which was crucial because we couldn't afford to lose because if they'd gone five points ahead even at this early stage, um, it's quite a lot to claw back in the in the women's game. I mean, seven points in the men's game is going to be difficult, but five points in the women's game when basically you've only got the three teams that, that will take points off each other. You know, I mean, everybody else just is basically just cannon fodder. Uh, but it was a tremendous performance. First half was fairly dull. Um, Celtic took the lead from a corner, which there seems to be a running theme with Rangers teams losing losing sloppy goals off corners but hopefully they can address that. And then we scored two really good goals to, to win the game. And uh, as you say, at the end of the game, I'm not quite sure what the Celtic manager had to complain about, but he was complaining about something. And hell mind them. It seems to run like right through their football club, doesn't it? It's this blame game. They're never, they're always cheated, never defeated, seems to be the mantra throughout, throughout that full football club. Um, Richie Joe Potter, obviously um, her first season as Rangers manager. Um, and, you know, Malky done his best last season with the women's team, but in the big games, it just never seemed to go his way. That was, obviously, Rangers have already played Glasgow City and they managed to get a draw, um, but Rangers needed a big result in a big game, um, and there was a lot of pressure on Joe to get that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, as Wolf touched upon, when you've got such a sort of small number of you know, genuinely competitive sides in the league, it's it's crucial that you you do the business and you're able to take points off them when you get an opportunity to play them because a lot of the other so well, without being disrespectful you know, the, some of the fixtures are quite kind of regulation and you, you can see the um gap in quality between the teams so it's a um yeah it's a really good start and it's a, it's always fantastic to um to beat them you know no matter what kind of uh format we're we're talking about and you know, hopefully it'll be uh you know the springboard that's required to push on for a really big season for them and we will touch on the b team later once i google um what first team players were involved <laughs> i don't know because i was sleeping <laughs> see if you see that people watching this now we went on behind the scenes they would they would actually realize just how useless i am by the way. Mark, I can do that for you. I've got the team lined up right in front of me. Well, we'll do that. We'll do, we'll do that a wee bit later towards the end yep. because I've got, I had a, I had two questions in my head, Wolf, and now they're gone. Uh, I need to keep the continuity going, otherwise it just flies right out of my head. So, yeah, listen, also, everybody watching, please do get your comments in. Um, and I will, uh, and questions, more so than comments, I will bring up as much as I can 
Um, and that helps to keep the show going on a Sunday because we've obviously got the phone in tomorrow night. I don't want it, everything to be too repetitive. I've always said that I'm not just going to put shows out for the sake of putting shows out. Um, it needs to be decent and good content. So please get your questions in. Um, Ian, um, let's focus on the first team, shall we? Um, let's get the extreme negative out the road first because, again, this isn't something I want to... I want to be us to be spending more time talking about, um, and I'm not all about this. What about what about any nonsense um, that you know some Rangers fans have, and a lot of other fans of other clubs have as well. Um, but what the I don't even want to call them supporters. What the idiots left um, in the away section yesterday um, on our seats with the stickers and the writing, um, disgusting, horrible, and Rangers. Just Rangers have to do something in terms of and Hibs, find out who these people are, ban them. Yeah, well, I was I was raging yesterday because I put I put it in the chat that it happened and released there from from Rangers and I was raging at the point I was I was on uh, Facebook saying that uh, you know we need to just no wonder we don't want fans we don't give fans tickets just ban a lot of them and don't have them in at the stadium that bit of an extreme one but it then make the majority look at the minority. Because it is a minority in every club, and and try maybe they can help stop this from happening. But there is banter that goes on between clubs. It always happens. Every club does it, but you don't mock the dead. Particularly that that affects families, has affected families from 1971. I was lucky. My dad was there. He got out before it all got really bad. So you know, I'm I'm one of the lucky few, if you think in that sense. And I, just, I thought it was totally disgust and abhorrent. And there should be, we need to find out who they are, ban them. We've got pictures of some of them already because there's a lot of pictures going about on, on uh, Twitter and all the rest of it. Find these people, ban them, not just from Ibrooks, but from football stadiums as a whole. Just get rid of them. We don't need them. It just drags the game down. And we don't need that. And look, well, I'm not sitting here saying that Rangers supporters are angels and we've never. You know, done stuff that's completely out of order and and stuff like that. Of course, that's happened, but we're talking about a specific incident that happened at our stadium yesterday. And like Ian says, look, I'm all for banter. Football without banter for me is nothing. You, if Celtic fans want to have a go at us for the amount of titles that they've won, then they're quite right to because we haven't been good enough, and they and they have bragging rights, and that's banter, and that's what keeps football going. But this wasn't banter. No, this is disgusting. It's, I mean, I couldn't believe it when I got up the road and saw it. I thought it's 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 an absolute, it's absolutely disgraceful. I mean, as Ian says, some of these idiots have been identified. It's the same as what happened in in twenty sixteen after the cup final when there was all the all the over exuberance as it was called at the time. People, all these people were identified, but being able to prosecute them something completely different because they need it. You know, they can say yes, I was there, but unless you can actually prove they actually did anything, it's quite difficult. You know, the problem that we've got. And I'm not excusing any behaviour by any clubs because it's not only Hibs that do it. Aberdeen are really bad for it. Um, the fact they're probably the worst for it. The fact that they get, the thing that really gets me the fact they went out of their way to get stickers made, right? And the company that made the stickers have to fucking look at themselves as well because they're obviously getting made for a specific reason, right? I mean that's ridiculous. But I mean the problem that we've got is that the only major football disaster in Scottish football is our disaster in 1971. Nobody else in Scottish football suffered in the way we've suffered the loss of life. Now, if you think back to, well, if I think back to my younger days, right, I mean, this is probably before you guys were aware of what was going on and things like that. It was probably before you, most, of you, most of you were born, right? Um, lots and lots of supporters used to sing about, the, about really horrible songs about the Munich Air disaster. Liverpool were the worst for it. Then Hillsborough happened. They lost 96 at Hillsborough, and all of a sudden, nobody mentioned Munich in songs because they, because they knew that they then knew the suffering that had that had occurred to another team at the time, their rivals. We've never had that, so these this lot think it's funny. You know what I mean? And it's far from funny. It's it's absolutely disgusting how any right-minded person can think that that mocking the dead. I mean, I even saw a video today of Manchester City fans mocking the death of Bobby Charlton yesterday. That's how bad football supporters are getting in some, you know. And it's not, it's only a minority of supporters, but it's every club. It's not just Hibs. We've got we've got idiots that sing songs they shouldn't about things like that. They all they all do it. And it's 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 important and it's it's a sad it's a sad indictment to 
the society that we live in. But it has to be stamped out. And Rangers and Hibs have to do something. Hibs must know who got all those tickets, right? I mean, they got what seven hundred and fifty tickets. They must know where they where they went to, who, which supporters groups or which season ticket holders or whoever. The people that had that those tickets were allocated to must be known to Hibs. They have to be because there's so few of them. So they should be able to identify them. And if they say, right, Martin Douglas, that ticket went to you and you, but I, but I wasn't there. I gave the ticket to Ian. They say, right, Ian, it's you that we're coming after. Ah, but I gave the ticket to Richie. Well, Richie, it's you that I'm coming after. They have to be able to trace where that ticket went. And if they can't find it out, it goes back to you, Martin, because that's where it started from. And it's you. And you and you need to sort. And the only way, to me, the only way it will stop is if we start if we start banning entire away supports because there's decent supporters in every club that will say, hold on a minute, I'm not getting banned from going to watch my team because of these idiots. And they'll start naming the idiots. I know. It's, I mean... Uh... Channel member Mel, no MPs talking about it, but when it's our fans are all over it. To be fair to the First Minister, Hamza Yusuf, he did come out and condemn it. Um, you know, you have to give credit where credit's due, and I'm not a big fan of politics or politicians in general, um, but the First Minister did, did come out um, and uh, condemn it. It's just not a good look, Richie. Um, and look, there'll be fans of other clubs watching us, probably, as they, they seem to like to do. Um, for whatever reason, who'll say, yes, but you have done this at this time and you have done this at that time. And like I said, I'm not here about to, to discuss what about it because what about it gets you absolutely nowhere. Um, like I say, we're discussing something that happened at our stadium yesterday. Um, and it's, it's just a horrible look for Scottish football. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I, I completely agree with you on the on the what about her. You know, carrying on with that logic, you just drive society down into the gutter don't you because it's just sort of constantly justifying poor behavior based on stuff that might have happened in the past and it, it is it's really sad it, it feels like nothing's off limits now with some people and like we saw quite recently um down south the the sheffield wednesday i think it was fan that was mocking brad lowry the young sunderland supporter the holding up a pit, the, the lad that spent that time with Jermaine Defoe, um, absolutely tragic um, brain cancer that he had, you know, there was, and then it's just, it all seems so cheap when you've got these guys that are then pulled up and it's, you, you get the kind of, you know, I didn't really appreciate what I was doing. I'm so terribly sorry, blah, blah, blah. But there's just such little thought that goes into some of these um, actions um, I'm obviously, as a lot of you know, I'm sort of based just outside Liverpool. So, you know, I know quite a few people in the town that I live that were you know, affected in the Hillsborough disaster. And it's just, it doesn't go away for people. So, you know, seeing this kind of thing um, has you know, such a damaging effect on families that were affected, uh, along with, you know, other sort of decent people. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just such a, such a poor look. I, I agree with Wolf, I think blanket bans um ultimately are, are would be the way forward you know if you if you punt your ticket to somebody and then they behave badly then ultimately it's on you you know it's like if you're in ownership of something and you you know you borrow it somebody you lend it to someone then you know ultimately it has to come back to like the named individual um i think blanket bans would soon get people um you know, thinking very carefully about how they're behaving but yeah completely agree it's just just a horrible look, isn't it? Awful. It really is. It, it really, really is. Um, on the game then itself yesterday, Ian, um, <laughs> I mean, I think we're in one of those situations where we've had such a horrible start to the season in terms of the league, right? Um, we're seven points behind. We've got a lot to do to try and catch up. Um, we've all said things about certain players in the team aren't good enough, shouldn't be there anymore. We need to look to replace them as soon as possible. So you're kind of being hypocritical when you turn around and you have a good a good performance, a very, very good result, um, when you try and be over positive, if that makes sense. Um, but what was your thoughts on the game yesterday, on the manager's performance, on the players' performance? And um, what was your thoughts? First of all, with Clement. Okay, see, Come I can on. do it, Clement. Um, or PC, if you want to just use the initials. Um, uh, I like the way of like throughout the whole thing from the press conference on, I like the way he, that he speaks and I like the way that he doesn't take any rubbish. Um, I think the press are 
when they asked him questions about, well, what's your philosophy going to be? And he said, well, I'm here to win. And then a few questions later, well, just again, on your philosophy as well, I've already told you what that is. Let's move on. Um, he's not taking any crap. He's not going to entertain fools gladly. Um, I like the way that he, he deals with the players as they were coming off from what I saw yesterday having a little chat. I think there was one as well. I didn't see this. I've heard this from somewhere else. But uh, when Raskin scored, uh, Yilmaz went running over to get a drink and Clement came out and pushed him back onto the pitch again. It was like, nope, get back in your position. Brilliant. That's what we want. Keep going. No drinking. You can die of thirst. Um, but and then oh, it seemed to express itself on the pitch. I know he's not been with them for very long. And he's, he said himself that he wants to get little bits going now and then build on that going forward. And I think you could see little bits yesterday. We passed the ball more directly. There was no, there was a couple that went backwards. Um, but for the most part, people were turning on that with the ball and trying to play that pass forward. Um, I don't have the best of games, but Lammers, for me, a few times yesterday, did get good moves going. Uh, so you could see it. There was something different there. It wasn't a huge change, but you could see a seed of change. So it, it was good to watch. And for the first time, I've come out of a Rangers game looking forward to the next one. So positives. I, I don't want, well, I don't want to get, you know, a wee bit over the score. I don't want to get too positive. Um, but I think I love him. I think he's the man, and I think he's going to do it for us. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Let's not get carried away. One <laughs> I don't want to um, get carried away, but know, it's my nature. I'm, I'm trying very, very hard not to get carried away. But let's be honest. The main thing that he's done is everything is what we've been crying out for for probably the best part of the last year is move the ball quicker and have a bit more movement in the team. And as Ian said, every time they got the ball, they were start they were trying to look forward to put to pass it forward. And for once they actually had people to pass it to. You know, I mean they, they were they weren't just sort of staying rigid and within three or four yards of where the position would tell you if you were on like a tactics board. There were people moving about, they were looking for the ball, they were looking for, they, they, they were they were quite confident that they could make the pass because there's somebody to pass it to. And it was just overall they popped it about quicker. It's amazing how easy football is when you actually move the ball about. They moved the opposition. Hibbs made it easy for us because Hibbs came to have a go, as Hibbs tend to do. Uh, so there was lots of space in behind them. Might be might be different likes of next week because Hearts won't come in and do that, I wouldn't have thought. So we'll have to engineer our own space next week. But I mean, that's just one game at a time. It's horses for courses. But it's it's encouraging because that was, that was four going on eight or nine yesterday very, very easily. I mean, the, the biggest difference for me, I mean, look at, I actually made the comment after about 10 minutes, somebody said, we're all over this lot here. And I said, yeah, but we're all over Aberdeen until they scored. Mm -hmm. And then it fell apart because they scored. We have to score. And we scored relatively early. That was the big difference yesterday. We took one of the, one of the early chances that we made because that's a that's a problem. We're making 20, 30 chances a game and scoring maybe one, two. You make that many chances, you should be scoring four or five like we did yesterday. Oh, listen, 100% you should. Um, just quickly, Galvin, careful, Martin. Certain people will be watching this looking for sound bites. Certain people watch every show looking for sound bites. But even Paddy Power takes sound bites off this show. Um, which, and at Joe. I was contemplating contacting Paddy Power and asking if they wanted to be a sponsor because they've used so much of your content. Um, but Gavin, every little helps. It all goes to promoting promoting the podcast. Um, and we have a new member, Scott McDonald. Welcome to the um, Rangers Rabble as a new member. Thank you um, very much, uh, Scott. Keep those comments coming in, by the way. Sometimes they fly past quickly, but I will do my best to look back and see if I can get any um, comments up. Uh, yeah, Richie, your thoughts on the new manager then. Um, did we see much of what he wants to implement yesterday or is it still far too early? I just, I want to get overhyped. I want to go over the score. I want to be extremely positive. I want to say, oh, listen, we're going to win this league by 10 points. We're going to win the League Cup. We're going to win the Scottish Cup. And we're going to go at least to the final of the Europa League. So um, tell me I'm right. 
Yeah, like I, I don't, I, I kind of get why people are um, hesitating about getting you know, massively carried away. But yeah, if we can't, been hot so much in the past. I know, but like if we can't get excited when a new manager comes in, like what, what's the point? You know, there's it, everything he's done so far. Um, anything that you know we could possibly comment on, he's done extremely well. Um, I, I like the, I like the look of him. He says all the right things. We had a great result yesterday. Best performance of the season. I do, in terms of what he's trying to implement, it's very hard to say. I mean, it it looks like you know the, the press is done with a bit more intent, a little bit higher up. Um, but you know he hasn't quite got the team. I mean, he hasn't even got the team that he would probably pick if all of our players were available. Let alone his ideal team that he would need to implement you know, his style of play. Um, but no, I think absolutely. Let, let's get you know, at least vaguely excited because it's, it's been a terrible start to the season. And the, you know, those that were, who have been wanting Bill gone from the first preseason game should be getting excited because you know we've we've got some sense of an identity now. Um, the proof will be in the pudding, and I, I agree with what what, said. what is that identity, Richie? That's what I want to know. What is that identity? Well, I mean, just in in terms of the the standards, the, the high press, moving the ball a bit quicker, um, the, these kind of things. It, it is it, it is really difficult to comment on at this stage. But it was just it was something that people were like so keen to lambast Beal on very early on. I don't know what I'm watching here. I don't know what I'm seeing. I've no idea what we're trying to do. And and yeah, th- those people have been proven right, of course, with the way it's worked out. But you know, people were saying this from from the first preseason game. Don't forget. So I think when we see little things like, um, you know, being able to move the move the ball quicker, less lateral passing, this kind of thing, it's not necessarily boils down to an identity. But they're like they're positive things that we've been crying out for, um, and you know, so imposing ourselves on teams, dominating teams. Um, it's very early days and we're going to get different challenges. I think Hibbs did um, play to our um, play the worst kind of possible game plan with the insistence on you know playing out from the back and um, you know not like sitting in in the way that some teams will do, which will present different challenges for our wider players. But um, yeah, we, we've we've seen a few things. I really like the way he talks and, and he does it with like some level of assurance here. But Beal was criticised for saying all the right things, but it, it didn't really have that same kind of self-assured sort of nature behind it. This could be clipped up in 10 months' time, um, but I, I, I always come at it from, like, I'll give the manager my full support until I've got, like, a, a real reason not to, rather than the manager having to prove to me um, that you know he's worthy of the support, if you know. So I, that's kind of always my perspective. As then that's that's I was going to say that's the majority of Rangers fans' perspective, but we seem to make my mind up after one game in, and I think I'm guilty of that myself. And and I've looked at that game, and if we're being brutally honest, there wasn't a great deal of difference apart from the fact that the players looked like they had a tiny bit more confidence and like. Richie said, and Wolf said as well. I mean, if there's a way to play against us to help us as much as we can when our confidence is low, it's play out for the back and make it easy for us to get the ball. And that seems to be the way Nick Montgomery wants to play with Hibs, playing out from the back. He did it. By the way, fair play to the guy for coming to Ibrox and trying. No, no, fair play. Lots don't. Like someone's already said in the comments, Hearts won't, you said earlier on, Hearts won't do that. Next week, that'll be the low block. Try and break us down and we'll try and hit you on the break. Um, yeah, I mean, Hibs played into our hands. They helped us out. But one thing, another thing we did use yesterday was width. Even though we don't have a lot of wide players, you know, Scott Wright brought in. He did little moments, nothing too fantastic, but there was white, there was width there to use, and we exploited it. Um, I was trying to work out the um, formation we were playing at times, and it was quite fluid because at times I could swear it was four four two. It looked it at times, and then it would be like Dessers would be up there on his own, and we'd have people moving around him. It, it, we never we have not had that for quite a long time. I think probably since Gerard occasionally would change here and there. Gio tried it but then got scared and would move back straight back to his rigid formation and Bill just never changed. So that was nice to see. Um 
I'm not one game. I'm not going to get carried away, but it's the spooky season because obviously Halloween's coming up. Um, the fact that um, Clement has come in, or Clement, sorry, has come in, and um, his Hibs was his first league game, and then his first European game is Sparta Prague. That happened before, and we ended up in a Europa League final. But I'm not getting carried away. I'm not doing it. Yeah, but we didn't win the league that year either. No, we so, didn't. So, and by the way, Andrew is a big fan of Richie. Richie's very good. Um, that's because he, he he gives himself three months in between shows to practice, Andrew. Um, that's that, that's why Richie's very good. Listen, I've lost a comment. Well, right now, I did ask people to get their thoughts in. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pretend that I'm thinking of something to say while I try and find the comment. Right, it's called padding. Right, that's. That's what presenters do when they when they can't find it. But the, the comment was along the lines of what's one thing that you own, right? That is used more by other people. And I'm going to put that out to everybody in the comments. I'm going to put that out to Richie and I'm going to put that out um to Ian. We better fun, we better fun on a Sunday night. Um so think about it if you want, and you can come back to it. But what's one thing that you own that is used more by other people? Um so we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll come back to that answer. Um, well, if I wanted to talk about the captain, did we see any difference in the way the captain was playing yesterday? Well, I don't, don't particularly. I don't particularly think so. He, he was the same as everybody else. He was moving the ball quicker, but again, he had people to play it to. You know, I mean, my biggest gripe, as I said earlier, is it would be so so static and move the ball so slowly. But they're, they're both to me, they're both they're both linked because if you if you've not got anybody to pass the ball to, you're obviously going to hold on to it longer than you should. And you know, possibly be sloppy with the pass. And I don't, I don't think he was, he was any better or worse than he than he usually is. Uh, I mean, he's, you'll still, you'll still get people criticising him, you know, um, because that's just some people. Some people have had enough. Some people have had enough of yeah, Tavernier, they've had enough of Goldson, they've had enough of Barisic, and they want, they want them moved on. That's that's everybody's prerogative. I think, um, but Monsieur Clément will, uh, you know, will will use them. As he's, as as I've said when he came in, and he said he was keeping keeping uh, Tav as a captain, I fully understand why he's done that. It doesn't mean I expect Tav to play in every single game. If he thinks there's a game he has to leave him out, then he will. Who he, who he'd put in for him, I don't really know because we have got a bit of a fullback crisis for Thursday potentially, which we'll get to when we get to the European game, because obviously Borna went off after ten minutes yesterday, and we don't have a le another left back in the squad for Europe. Um, which, which, by the way, the manager seemed pretty angry about. Well. Well, quite un understandably, because obviously that's the previous manager that put the European squad in, and I mean that's that's bad. That's bad management. I mean, you're taking a risk on a player who is injury prone, not getting injured, you know, or he's either injury prone or he he tends to find himself going. We tend to find them going down very easily when things aren't going well. We'll put it that way. I'm not saying he ducks out of stuff, but it's you know. I mean, 10 minutes yesterday, Borna wasn't having a particularly bad start to the game when he went down. I'm hoping it's just, he just felt something and he said, I'll need to go off because obviously I need Thursday. Whether he was told, look, you're maybe feeling something, see how it goes. If you feel anything, we'll take you off because of Thursday because we might have to go with maybe young Adam Devine in there on Thursday or, you know, try, try and put, some, put somebody else in. I don't know, they might go to a flat, flat three if Borna can't play. But yeah, it's, it's very bad management by... The previous management team to only have Borna as the only left back. I mean, I mean, Red Van came on yesterday, had a terrific game, when, a terrific eighty minutes when he came on, and we can't use him on Thursday. It's there's nothing. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it because the European squad's the European squad. Um, we just have to move on from that. Can I just say, by the way, that the question: What's one thing that you own that gets used more by other people? Um, we've had some fantastic answers. Um, Finn Fogle was straight in there, straight in there with a the wife, which and I, and I, I sincerely hope that Finn Fogel's wife is not watching. Um, Aaron Netflix subscription, that's a good shout. Um, that that is there's quite a few folk who've saved the wife, by the way, which is a sad indictment of the people who watch. Um, not anymore for the Netflix subscription, you can get your account locked for that. Oh, can you? Well, I don't do that. Um, Dean's saying his bank card. I don't know why you're giving people your bank card, Dean. Um, there's nothing in mine. Um, but, and Darren Stewart, the answer is no. We can't talk about that on here. This is a family show. 
Um, Socrates is saying my season ticket. So, fair enough. Um, how many people have you got in your house using your toilet, Matt? Um, that's they a, use it more than him. They use it more than him. Um, fair enough. Have you guys got anything that you want to add? No, because my daughter watches this and I can't talk with her. <laughs> <laughs> Richie, you're the you're yeah. the senior man. By that, I mean um, you know, you're, you're the most educated man we have here. I'm doing a good job of kidding you all on, I think. I'm definitely not. Um, uh, well, yeah. Well, one for you probably is the, the rabble clips are used more by others than, than you. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think I've I've got any to be. There's some good comments have come in though. Uh, yeah, I won't be saying the the wife one. <laughs> no, I'm not married. I'm not married, so. Um, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what I've got that's used more by other people, Martin. Just think about it, Will. That's all I'm saying. Just <laughs> think clean, about it. It's okay. It's fine. You can, it's a family show. You can, this can be aired. It's my one-liners. I'm notorious for coming out with some very very silly one-liners, and other people just steal them. They slaughter me for them, and then just start using them. So they most certainly do. They most yeah. they, they most certainly do. Well, I've been to iWorks a few times and had a couple of your one-liners, um, not from you. So um my, my most my most my most infamous one, sorry, my most infamous one going back a lot of years, and loads and loads of people use it is get the ball on the bloody carpet. That is most certainly that, that is almost. most certainly not your most infamous one, Will. No, it's one that, no, but one that we can use on here. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. Uh, James wants to know, Richie, are you Red Van's twin brother? Uh, that's a, no, no, it'd be little and large, but um, yeah, that's How a new one. Are you Richie? Six one. All right, fair enough. You look about five. I'm gonna. You look about five six on camera. <laughs> six one. <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I've had Harry Potter. That I thought that one might might come up this week with the, the gaffer's comments. So is it your stick that he's using? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Louis Theroux I've had, but yeah, I've not had Red Van. Um, I'm not um, not too not too keen on that one, to be honest. But... Oh, there's the... We've, we've, we've found the, the correct answer. My time. That's a good one. I like that. That's been thought out. Um, I absolutely like that. Um, the, the reason, Richard, I asked about the captain was, and again, the comment I've lost um, was something that I was thinking. He was very, uh, a lot quieter than normal. It was almost as if we weren't as heavily reliant on him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... And that's not a dig at Tav, by the way. No, well, it, it's obviously, a, it's it's become a real sort of contentious issue, particularly when we've gone through the the start of the season that we have and, and you know, some of the, the performances that he's put in, particularly defensively. But I, I think when a new manager comes in, every there's no player that's going to be safe necessarily. You know, there's, there's um, managers will have their own sort of type of players that, that fit their systems and the particular, particular players will, will get on better with certain managers. And I think the, the captaincy is something that I'm sure will be reviewed as the season goes on. I, I didn't expect any kind of um, sort of rash uh, decisions to be made because you, know, you don't want to kind of rock the boat or you know, destabilise the dressing room. And I'm sure um, a man of Clement's experience. Clement. Clement, no, is that, yeah. Um, oh, you need to put a bit more of on, aren't you? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I said this to Stu yesterday. I don't know what you English folk have got against that, the French. Well, I'm going to give you the same answer that Stu gave you. I don't identify as English. <laughs> and if I've got any family watching, then, yeah, I, I haven't said to anyone that I do. I have nothing against them. And I know I, I sound very English, but, yeah, I don't. I'm the only person in my entire family who's English. So I wasn't raised to identify as English. Um where was I? Yeah, Tav. Um, so I'm you're, sure you're that'll be... the French. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure it'll be reviewed, and and you know, it might well be that yeah, you know, this is the last season that you know Tav makes significant contributions for us. Um, in terms of whether he was a little bit quiet, I mean, I, I thought he went about his business pretty well um, yesterday. Uh, 
along with yeah, the vast majority of the the team. But we'll see how we'll see how he gets on it. What will be really interesting for me is obviously Beale's kind of main sources of wit seem to be um at least initially through uh Tav and Borna. Um and that was kind of you know resulting in sort of a little bit of a traffic jam in the in the middle of the pitch. So it'll be interesting to see how um yeah that see that's that's better than Ridvan. <laughs> I think Postman Pat's more attractive than Ridvan. If we're going to, if we're going to have this conversation, um, that'll be clipped, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see whether you know he wants these um, particularly progressive fullbacks or not, um, and whether actually if if there's more of sort of um, an attacking sort of um, onus put on the midfield and you know forwards, whether Tav's then able to kind of. You know, play in a less expansive role that will mean that he's not sort of caught out at the back as much. That's something I'll be keeping an eye on. But yeah, we'll, we'll time will tell on that one. But yeah, there's no. Um, I think the scrutiny will die down uh, at least for a few weeks while we're in this period of euphoria. Well, I suppose the one thing I was surprised in yesterday was that we never seen any of Jack Ryan. Yeah, well, he's off saving the world, though, isn't he? So, you know, what can you do? saving the world. <laughs> As slip ups go, that's quite funny. That's that and was the, good. the manager's just in the door. Um, it's an easy slip up, he, and our manager looks like the type of guy who probably could be a Jack Ryan. Yeah, you. I don't think anyone wanted to pick him up on it at the time because I think that you might <laughs> well have just jumped over the table and battered him. He's just got that look, and he. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Yap Stam in ways. He's got he, that. He uh, he's got that about him, hasn't he? I don't know if it's just because he hasn't got any hair, but it might be that. But yeah, um, I I wasn't surprised not to see him um, again. Another one who's. Just... I just wanted to bring up the Jack Ryan point. That was all. Yeah, I wanted I'm trying to, to make a in. comment out of it. I'm struggling. To be fair, but I'm not surprised I didn't see him. I just didn't think. I thought he had other options that he could use, which he did use, uh, to and it, it worked out better for us. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, Ian, just in terms of the manager's overall, um, the way he comes across in pressers, we seem to have um, jumped on this. We've done it with Gio, we've done it with, with Beal, and now we're all doing it with Clement. Um, I don't remember a time before Gio where we really paid that much attention to how the manager sounded or how the manager came across in a press conference. Um, but it seems to be now that that's one of the things we look to when we're judging a manager. Um, so how have you found his early press conferences, especially, obviously, the post-match against Hubs? I've enjoyed them so far. Um, like I said, the, 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 the pre-game one where he just wasn't going to take any rubbish from him. Um, he spoke truths in the in the post-match as well. He, you know, he didn't make it that we were fantastic and we were this and we were that. He said what he saw and was open and honest. And that's what we want. I mean, I think we started taking more interest in what managers said when Warburton came in the door, because before that we had many, many years of, um, of Walter and well, it was Walter. The man just oozed and got respect just for being in the room. Um, but yeah, when Warburton came in, I think we started to take notice of what they were saying and how they were saying it and what they were doing. I think it started then, um, and it's. I think it, it goes along with the the, in, the invent of social media. That's where it all comes from, really. Um, and listen, the manager uses social media as well. He seems to he's, he's got his own um, Twitter page and he creates all his graphics and he's constantly updating it. because um, he was asked about that as well, and he and he batted that off um, as well as as well as a few other. Um, questions he batted off in the post match against Hibs as well, but he uses it as he uses it to his advantage as well. Yeah, he uses it, and I'm pretty sure if the players do use it in the way he doesn't like it to be used, he will be the first one to bang on their door or give them a ring or whatever it is they do and say, Look, you can't do that, stop it. Um, but some of them, hopefully, and uh, I know we'll probably won't agree with this in regards to what has been going on with uh, the, the local hero of these parts until 
the last couple of years. But uh, um, I think uh, Todd in his social media stuff lately has kept everybody entertained. Whether it's a good or a bad thing, I'm not entirely sure. But uh, yeah, I don't think Clement's going to suffer fools badly, whether it be on social media or in real life or in the press, particularly the, the, the Scottish mainstream media. I think he'll quickly decipher who's asking the real questions and who's trying to, to dangle a line to get a, get someone on the hook. Ah, he's not going to take any crap. Martin, I think the manager's been talking about social media. I think the manager's been very, very clever because he was asked about the Todd Cantwell spat with everybody's mm-hmm. favourite uh, pundit and he said, not aware of it, I've got social media, but people look after that for me. Mm-hmm. So he's, to me, he's been very clever so that he can say to players, look, you need to rein that in because you can't be doing stuff like that. And if they say, but you do, he says, well, I don't, somebody does it for me. You know what I mean? So he's not actually going to, so he's he's got, he's already got himself a get out clause if he has to pull somebody up for doing something on social media that they think he's maybe having double standards with or whatever, which I don't think he would do. But, you know, that's just a, a thought I had about about that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, everybody watching, thank you very much. We've got over 500 people tuning in on a Sunday night, which is incredible. We're actually nearly touching 600 people across all platforms watching, so thank you very much. Whatever platform, <clears throat> excuse me, that you are watching on, um, whether it be YouTube, please give the show a like um, and make sure that you subscribe. I repeat myself all the time, but we are flying towards 10,000 subscribers on YouTube um, and we're flying towards 4 million views as well, which is absolutely incredible. Um, Give us a follow on uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Um, Give us a wee follow there and on uh, Facebook as well. Um, Wherever you can follow and subscribe, then please make sure you do. And of course, you can help support the podcast by becoming a member here on YouTube or you can sign up to get 63% off a two-year deal at NordVPN, the link for which is in the description. Right, John Lundstrom, Richie. In fact, no, no, Richie, I'm not going to go to you. I'm going to go to Wolf. I'm going to go to Wolf on this. John Lundstrom, Wolf. Best Um, on earth. Yesterday, I seen a few people saying that he looked a bit better. Um, For me, still... I just, I don't think he's good enough. I don't think he has the concentration mainly because I think there's things that he can do on a football pitch to help this team. I just don't think he's got the concentration. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree he's not got the concentration. I mean, he's he's got to where he is in football. He must have something about him, but he's... Letting a ball go for a corner? That's He does that a lot. That's That's, that's concentration. I don't know if I'd call that concentration, but I agree with you. That was that was I was going. I was doing my biscuits when he did that. I was going absolutely mental because it was it was obviously going for a corner. Now, given up on 50-50s, does yeah, that quite first, a lot? The first thing you're told in football is play the whistle when you're mm-hmm. a four or five year old kid starting out in football. It's play the whistle. So put the ball out, put clear the ball, put it out, play, do whatever you want to do with it. Then I'll give the toss with the referee about about what you're saying. You shouldn't. That that was that was ludicrous. He, he does he does that a lot. And he shouldn't do it at all. I get, I, I agree with that. But his actual, I mean, his actual performance, I thought he didn't do too badly yesterday, because he wasn't particularly trying to cover the defences back all the time. He was, he was seemed to be Charles. He was allowed, to, he was allowed to go forward, which I don't think he was under the previous management. So he, he was a lot more playing a lot more the game that the type of game that he played during the European run, when he was more more offensive rather than defensive. He didn't seem to be too defensive yesterday. But like you say, the, the things like backing, backing out of 50-50s, he even certainly backs out of 60-40s, which is inexcusable. And the moment you, when you let the ball go out for a corner, because I've I've got a, a theory that, if, that corners that shouldn't that, that you shouldn't concede, you tend to lose goals off. You know, silly silly corners concede, you tend to lose goals off. It just puts you under pressure. So he, ha- he has to stop stuff like that. And to be honest, Martin, I don't think when we've got my full midfield fit. I don't think. I don't think. I think you'll struggle to get a game anyway. Yeah, but see, this is where I'm looking at it, and I'm going. The manager's just in the door, so at no point do I want to have a go at the manager, Richie. But Bailey Rice, you're not telling me Bailey Rice can't do as good, if not a better job, right now, and where he is in his development than a John Lundstrom. But I also take the point that the manager's just in the door. He's got to see these players for himself. So I'm not having a go at the manager for not playing him. I just get frustrated 
every time I see him on a football pitch. Yeah, um, no, I, I I do get where you're coming from. I, mean, I think most of us, if not all of us, are wanting to see um, to see more of, of Bailey Rice. Uh, we we've had a few cameos, um, and your time even Aaron, time. even Aaron Lyle, by the way, who mm. I have said so much positive positive things about because I, I spent the fuller last year watching the B team. Aaron Lyle was up there as player of the season for me. He would have done more. Than what Lundstrom did, and I'm look, I'm biased, right? Because I, I like I want to see some B team players coming through. Spent a lot of time watching the B team, but Bailey Rice is ready to come in there and do a job better than what Lundstrom can do. Yeah, possibly. I I I think you might be, yeah, doing doing Lundstrom a slight disservice there. Um, I I thought he was he was better yesterday that than he has been. I I prefer him to be slightly further forward. I don't think he's got the legs now to play in the, that sort of pocket role where he's some spraying balls out and sitting just in front of the um of the defense he's he, he's he can be labored going into challenges he can play um play wayward balls as well so um yeah i think certainly like the the direction of travel needs to be lundstrom appearing less and less um if we had a full complement i don't think he gets into the the starting eleven at the moment, um, but every player will will have their opportunity. I'm sure. I mean, the the manager um, touched upon it in in the presser yesterday that you know with the the fixtures, um, European football, cup competitions, the injuries that we've got, everybody's going to have to uh, you know, make their contributions, and and players will will have a fresh slate to um, to go for. Uh, I'm not laughing at you, Richard. I'm just laughing at comment, the, honestly. I don't have the comments open. It's thrown me that. I was thinking, what have I just said there? It's <laughs> some absolute nonsense, probably. Well, but, um, Mel's had a go and said, I don't see what the big fuss is about race. And JD has hit back with one of the best comments I've seen for a long time. Wait for it, Mel. Are you racist? <laughs> I, I think I just I think that's quality. I think that's absolute quality. Sorry, Richard. Yeah, but but no, the, we, we'll we'll hope to see more and more of him um, as the season progresses. I do think you you know there's always the case of like some players that haven't been featuring um, during times when the team have been quite poor. Um, we we can have a habit of sort of shouting them up quite a lot, but I think in the in the case of Bailey Rice, I think it's it seems justified, and if he's nurtured correctly, then he's he should be a you know a star in our team, and you know potentially a a star within football um, for the future. So, yeah, let's hope that we see a bit more of him. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite with you on on Lundstrom. Although it, it is hard to defend him, but I, I'm not completely done with him like you seem to be. Well, yeah. I mean, every, like, like I say, everyone's got their, their right to an opinion, and you've got your absolute right to be wrong, Richie. That's that's you know you're allowed. Um, <laughs> and I exercise that right regularly. Exactly. Um, Martin, been listening to the same argument that Lowry should have been playing. Did you watch him today? No, I didn't. Um, now it's race that has to start letting the manager do his job. Ian, I started with that. And another comment came in about you've already declared your undying love for the manager, which I have. I'm not in any way, in shape or form, having a go at the manager. I'm just saying I would like to see certain players be given a chance and certain players took out the team. That's all I'm saying. Whether I'm right, whether I'm wrong, I'm just a pleb who enjoys watching Rangers. I can get kind of get your point. Um, the bits I've seen of Bailey Rice, he does look like a player and a kind of a, above the level of the age group he's in. Um, and I think he will get some starting time. But I think part of it yesterday is Clemence come in. He's not going to make too many huge changes. So it's part of that to it. Because, um, I mean, Ross McCausland, easy for me to say, had been playing fairly decent in the, the little roles he's had, but he was back on the bench again, where a lot of people were saying he should have started. I was one of them. Um, so he's he's got to work out the squad. He's had a few days. Bailey Rice's time will come. I have no doubt about it. Um, but Lundstrom, all um, ends up, he, he, he didn't have the, again, not another one who had a great game, but he was better than he has been. Uh, he was unfortunate on the BBC commentary, if any of you have heard it, when he tried his 40-yard, um, Pass to the corner flag. I mean, um, I mean, I mean. Look, am I just being completely biased here, or was that just an atrocious attempt? No, it was an atrocious attempt. Then he got compared to Chick Charnley, unfortunately, for for, for Lunny on the uh, BBC yesterday. So, 
Um, so he's got now got that to live with as well. But I mean, I, he didn't have a terrible game. I can kind of understand that that uh, wanting to get the youth in and have Bailey Rice going because there is something about Bailey Rice. I know we've all said it about Lowry. I did see Lowry today. He wasn't great, but I've seen other games that Lowry's played for Hearts, and he's the heartbeat. So I'm not going to judge Lowry on one game because he played against Celtic and it didn't go for him. Um, their time will come, and I don't think Clement is backwards when it comes to, to youth. He does give youth a chance, from what I can tell from uh, certain... He's not backwards and going yeah. forwards? Nope, not backwards and going forwards, not backwards and going backwards or sideways. Well, hopefully he doesn't go sideways. Would, do, you know, do you know what, Ian? Do you know what I've, I've actually just started thinking about now that I'm looking at your face? Uh-oh. I'm going to ask him what else he's done with a play except eat on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting a chance in a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into that one. That one, that one has stayed. That one keeps coming. Davy P likes that one. Yeah, that's um, never leaving. That is never yeah. leaving. I'm going to get a t-shirt made um, with sex on a plate. One hundred percent. That is getting made. That is getting but made. It has, it has to be a decent goal though for it to be sex on the plate. It can't just be any other rubbish. <laughs> if, if Lundstrom had actually got that forty-yard goal, that would have been sex on a plate with it. No, because you compare that to Roof now. Roof's oh, that was that was sex sex on a whole property set. To be yeah. fair, <laughs> yeah, that was sex on a play. Um, well, let's talk about a certain number nine, um, Serial Dessers, who I thought actually had a decent game against Hibs yesterday, and he took his goal really, really well. He took his goal really, really well. He should have been one before that because when Seema got the second goal, Dessers should have finished that. I mean that was I mean that was that was that was his, his dinner, the salt and pepper, you know I mean the, the, the full tomato sauce, a whole lot there for him. And he fluffed his lines. But the one he took, he took it real for, for for a player that's apparently got no confidence. He took it really well because he could have snatched he could have taken the first time he probably scored, but he could have snatched at it the way he's been finishing. So I think he he led the line quite well. I'm still not convinced he's it. He's a striker that's going to score you lots and lots of goals. I'm not sure that's his game, to be perfectly honest. But I'm sure we'll find out because the manager will be able to work that out. He'll know what sort of player he's, he's he's got knowledge of him before because obviously he's played played in Belgium and stuff, so he's got knowledge of him. And he'll he should certainly know how to use him. So yeah, I think I think Cyril that said Cyril did okay. And if we're going to score four goals and he's going to get one every week, I'm happy enough with that. I mean, there's some mental conversations going on. And the comments, and you know, Curry, Curry knows I love him, right? I've had a night out with Curry, he's a great guy, but he always just brings the tone down, doesn't he? He always just takes it too far, and then everybody runs away. And that is a, I mean, I'm not even going to comment on his comment, um, but just so he knows that I know that he knows that I know that I've seen it. Um, yeah, terrible Curry, absolutely terrible. Um, Richie Dessers. I'm feared to ask this question um, because I know what the comments are all going to say. I know what Curry's going to say. Um, is there a chance that we have got the resemblance of a player here? Is there a chance that he actually did have a hand in both goals yesterday and played okay and showed us that he can do something for this team? Or is it just one game, Martin, shut up and we'll see what he does in the future? Yeah, I think it might be the latter. I mean, not not shut you tell up. Tell me, but... <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of it. I'll have another three months off if I do. Um, yeah, if if you're looking for your number nine to score goals, then yeah, it might not be the one. Um, but we've seen examples of you know him contributing to to play. He's. We always hear this bit about you know lack of confidence, and it kind of gets to me because you think well. I get that players will go through spells of not being confident if they're missing chances and not scoring as many goals as they they need to. But at some point, you'd have to say, well, you know, there's there's a load of other players around that same price point that are confident that you know that can do a better job. So it doesn't really it only washes for so far this kind of solo on confidence thing. And it's the same thing that's leveled at Lammers as well. Although it is plain to see, but there's only so long you can get away with it for. I, I don't think that we do have a player. Um, in Dessers, but yeah, it, it really it depends what you want. I mean, the manager was talking about um, you're not really caring about who scores the goals as long as you know, 
there's um, there's goals within the team and people are contributing. It's all well and good to say after a 4-0 win, but I think if we have a, a difficult evening where Dessas is missing two or three guilt-edge chances, that then becomes a, a much harder yeah, argument. It becomes an issue then. It does. And, but then, you know, you, you, you try and hold on to things like the... Um, the first leg against PSV, I mean, that ball that he played uh, for Matondo, I mean, that, that that was absolute quality. And then you think, well, and, and he's, you know, he's quite composed in um, playing in roof for the disallowed goal um, against Celtic as well. But then you just, I don't know, you, you try and hold on to these things and think, oh, well, maybe we do have a player. But ultimately, I mean, it's, he just, he looks very wasteful, doesn't he, in front of goal. Um, and... Yeah, that's very difficult when you're wearing the number nine jersey, unfortunately. It is, it is. And look, we could discuss Lammers. We could discuss the possibility of losing Jack Butland in January, which rumours seem to be circulating um, about that. But we will leave that for tomorrow night as we have the phone in at half past seven. And I don't want to take away all the conversation topics um, that they guys could talk about tomorrow. What I do want to talk about, Wilf, is the B team played today. Um, lost three two, lost three two, um, but there was quite a few first team players in there, and I believe the manager and assistant manager were at the game. I'd like to think that the manager and assistant manager were at the game, given given the strength of the team. Um, now I know this friendly with Breedablick was arranged long before um, uh, Mister Clement came in, but it would appear that he's used it to his advantage because it was actually Breedablick's first team that they played. It wasn't a B team versus B team. It was our B team against the, the Breed of Black first team. I mean, they're a they're an Icelandic team that are actually playing in Europe this week. This was just to give them mm. a game before their European competition. I, I'm not sure. I think it's a conference league they're in. I can't actually remember if it's... I think it's a conference league that they're in, and I don't know who they're playing. Um, but it was their first team, so it was a decent challenge anyway. So it seems it seems like the management team have used it to at least have a look at players. Um, if you want me to run through the team, I can, because I've got it in front of me. As quick as you uh, can. Right, okay. Rangers started off with McCrory, Devine, Balligan, Davies, Fraser, Rice, King, McKinnon, McCausland, Lyle and Danilo. So, I mean, looking at that, there's, well, every single one of them is the first team experience in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Um, some some more than others. I mean, Danilo lasted 45 minutes, um, as, as did Davies, McCrory uh, and King. Funnily enough, uh, Leon King was replaced by a trialist who then who then pulled up injured after after being on for about sixteen or seventeen. Oh, we're going to sign him then. No, we don't, I don't even know who he is, but he pulled he pulled up injured. Uh, was was replaced. Four year Collins, contract, so. forty grand a week. No problem. Oh, probably. I th- you think so? So, I mean, so that's that's a that, that's a very very that's a very very strong team captain by Leon Balligan. So at least the manager all had a look at you know. Some of the players against a fair and a fairly competitive. I'd imagine be a fairly competitive game because I would, I would think that Breda Black would be taking it very, very seriously, given that they have got competitive football coming up uh, this this week in Europe. So, I when I heard about the fixture first announced a few weeks ago, I thought it's a bit strange the B team playing our first team. I know that, I know they played a first team from Belgium uh, pre-season. Uh, they played they played Leuven, Leuven's first team pre-season, and they got. I think they got well beat. I think they got beat four one in that game. So I get they want they want to play them against different styles, different styles and levels of opposition. But you don't want to be getting beat all the time. But I mean they they lost the game three two, and they did finish the game with a very young team. So yeah, maybe it was a use, useful exercise. But it was certainly a useful exercise from the point of view of the manager getting to look at some of the if you want fringe players. No, less than 100%. But I just update, fantastic Mr Fox has put in a few comments about Sparta Prague. We will discuss that on Monday and, of course, we're back live on Wednesday with Rabble Extra. Um, so we'll go a bit more into the, the European fixture then. Um, like I say, I don't want to take up all the topics of conversation for the guys over the coming days because I'm on on Wednesday and I need stuff to talk about. So we're, we're going to save that um, for Wednesday. And, of course, Monday, because we'll get your phone calls. That's what keeps that show going. Very, very, very quickly, Ian, final point of the night. What was the point in signing Leon Balligan? I think it was possibly the fact that he was friends with uh, Michael Beale. That's what the way it looks. I'll sign him because he's a mate. He had a QPR, um, a safe signing for Beale. 
uh, is one that uh, that the majority of the fans at the time would have got behind because they didn't want Ballow to leave in the first place. Uh, So, yeah, I just think that was another one of Beal's masterclasses on how to not sign decent players for for the team going forward and just wasting a space that could have been taken by another one. Um, I like Leon. and the game he has played, he doesn't want to be playing B team games. No, he doesn't want to be playing B team games. that. But the one game he has played, him and Suter actually looked quite strong. So I, I don't know. It, it, he hasn't got long left in. Well, I say that as a football as a short career. Um, so he is in the grand scheme of things, he hasn't got long, long left, and surely he wants to be playing football somewhere. Um, uh, to answer Will's question, there, the team that. With her, I can't pronounce that you pronounce so very, very clearly that played the B team today. Um, are playing Ghent on Thursday oh. away, so yeah, they are in the conference league. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like I like Balligan. Um, he did, he, I, I liked him when he was here the first time. He is a very good defender for me, but I just I don't see where he fits in if he's because it's all right having that amount of defenders, but yeah, I just think it was a, a space he could have filled with somebody else. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Right, folks, that'll do us for your Sunday night Rabble Sundays. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Please make sure, if you haven't already, that you give the show a like and you subscribe on whatever platform um, you are watching on. And, of course, if you need to get yourself a hold of a VPN, um, not just for, you know, jetting off to Germany to watch your Rangers, but for all-round internet security, then you can get 63% off a two-year subscription if you use the link in the description of this video so thank you everybody for tuning in thank you to all the comments and as usual they tend to go slightly off script um apologies to a few um of the commenters wives um nothing to do with the rangers rabble it was nothing to do with us it was of course your husbands um for their disgusting comments um thank you to wilf ian and richie lads that was a very very quick hour um, I actually get, just, you, I just clocked the time, and I went. Mark, to get it politically correct, it might also have been the, the wife's wife's. Of course, yes, it can be politically correct. Yes, um, but you know, we, we we don't want to talk about sharing stuff like that on a football podcast. Um, the guys in the comments know that, and they apologise sincerely um, for their rude words. So, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, it has been a, a great night. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and we'll see you all tomorrow night, half past seven. Um, for the phone in. So until then, take care and we shall speak to you all very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.